Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. This is Emily. And this is Rachel. Today's episode is another bisexual rambling about a movie. <laughs> Perhaps this will become its its own little series. We are talking about 4-4 Love and Thunder. Dun, dun, dun. Perhaps the gayest Thor movie? Question mark? Question mark, indeed. So, unless you've been living under a rock... There was a new Marvel movie that was released, Thor 4. It stars Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And returning, we have Natalie Portman as Jane, the scientist and love interest from the first two Thor movies. She's back. And surprise, she is also Thor. She is the mighty Thor and not Lady Thor. Get that right. Yes, not Lady Thor. Mrs. Thor. (laughs) Ms. Thor. If you're nasty. (laughs) Taika Waititi returned to direct this. He directed Thor 3, which was Ragnarok that I felt like really reinvigorated the franchise. Yes. And so he's back and he's playing uh, one of the characters who was a pretty minor character in the third movie and is now has a pretty prominent role in this Mm -hmm. movie. He's a, you know, he's a rock man. Yeah, he's like Thor's buddy. Korg. Tessa Thompson is returning as Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok. And we get Christian Bale as Gore, the god butcher. He is the antagonist. He is new. And I knew that they would try to get a quirked up white boy to play this character. (laughs) And I was like, Christian Bale is an excellent choice because he is quietly unhinged. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Do you remember that rant of his that went viral where he was like screaming at a lighting person on some movie set for being unprofessional? He's like, you messed up the shot! Yeah. I'm here to work! And I was like, yeah, this guy is unhinged. Truly. And then every interview, he like stares into the interviewer's soul and is like, yeah. Fabian was telling me the other day that someone was interviewing him for this movie and they made a joke about you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh my god. From Batman. And he he was literally like, huh. (laughs) 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 Like barely laughed at all. (laughs) He he literally cannot be bothered. Uh, Maybe he played American Psycho a little too well. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. So before it came out, all the press was like, this is the gayest Thor movie ever. And so I went into it being like, will it be gay? Not just from an aesthetic standard, but like a a vibe, a mood, a non-subtextual gayness. Yep. And I guess it, it was there. Some people complained that it wasn't enough gay, but it was there. I mean, I agree with those people. But when you're comparing it to... Just someone saying the word boyfriend in Endgame and it being like, oh my they gosh. featured a gay character in a Marvel movie. Like, get over yourselves. That was ridiculous. I know. He was a, a minor, minor, minor character. If, if if he died, no one would have cared. Like, <laughs> He's unnamed. Like, un- Yeah, unnamed. So that was not something to be celebrated or applauded, in my personal opinion. And yes, by contrast, this movie, lots of gay vibes even a gay character named. So in in Thor Ragnarok, I remember Tessa Thompson on the press junket is like, in my mind, Valkyrie is bisexual. 
they keep flashing back to this battle where all the Valkyries were killed and there's this blonde woman who's like dying right in front of her and she's like, no. And Tessa Thompson was like, in my mind, that was my lover. In this movie, they made that canon. They're like, she is a Woolawa. Mm-hmm. A woman-loving woman. They had her kiss the hand of another woman. And I thought that was very gay, despite it being extremely tame. I was like, oh. The eyes, though. The Tessa Thompson eyes. I know. And Korg, our beloved rock man, uh, you find out that every rock person in his whole species is a man. So they're all gay. Yes. And at the end, he, uh, he like, gets married and has a child yeah. with a man named Dwayne, which I'm pretty sure was a stupid-ass pun that was supposed to be Dwayne the Rock. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a mustache. But obviously, between Thor and Jane, that is not gay. Though, it was very fun. And sad. Very sad at, at the end. Did you know anything about the Mighty Thor comics at all before watching this movie? No, I mean, obviously, my boyfriend's obsessed with Marvel, so, like, he explained to me, like, why she was, you know, gonna be part of the movie and how she was gonna be part of the movie, but before that, no, I had not heard of there even being a, like, female Thor. In the comics and in the movie, Jane is able to become the Mighty Thor partly because she has cancer, and the Mjolnir, the magic hammer, gives you vim and vigor- So when she is the Mighty Thor, she looks healthy, she can fly around, you know, she has blonde hair, which I was like, okay, lol. (laughs) Natalie Portman as a blonde is not it. (laughs) Yeah. But when she is not in her Thor form, she looks very ill. She has stage four cancer. It is actively killing her every single time she becomes Thor. In there is the dilemma for the mighty Thor. Do you help people or do you try to hold on to the time that you have left? That was the main conflict of those comics. And I'm kind of torn on its depiction in the movie. Natalie Portman is such a beautiful woman. When she was ill, they like... (sighs) Gave her a bad wig. Yeah, and like dark circles. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know. When you have stage four cancer and you're going through active chemotherapy, you don't have much energy or an appetite or anything. They just kind of showed her like doing a bunch of research and then taking a nap. Right. I also think it was maybe a missed opportunity to show her buzzed. Yeah. Because a lot of chemotherapy treatments, as everyone knows, causes you to lose your hair. She's done a buzz before, so I'm not really sure. Maybe she was working on another project where it would have been difficult to, I don't know, have a buzz, (laughs) a buzz cut. But it could have just been a wig like, you know, like they did with Millie Bobby Brown and Stranger Things. So Natalie Portman looks incredible with a shaved head. Yeah, she has a good head shape. Like, it would have been fine, but I think that was a missed opportunity. I believe in the comics, she is straight up bald, if I remember correctly. Just the bad bob wig looked so wrong. Yeah. I know it's a weird detail to get caught on, but... So, before this movie came out, 
There was a lot of talk around the trailer, which featured the Guardians of the Galaxy and Chris Pratt. Yeah. Or as I like to call him, Crisp Rat. (laughs) Crispy Rat. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you just need to look into the eyes of the people you love and you know it's all worth it. And Thor keeps moving to try to make eye contact with him. And uh, it's, it's very funny. I know our friends were like, we can't believe that uh, Taika Waititi made Crispy Rat do a queer bait. Yeah. (laughs) Considering his history. Yeah. And I thought there would be, I don't know, a little bit more of the Guardians. They are there for less than five minutes. It's a hot ass second. Yeah. And I was like, aw, I was hoping for a more Crispy Rat queer baiting because it's hilarious to me on an ironic level. (laughs) Yeah. Side note, fuck Chris Pratt. Okay. <laughs> Side note, this podcast does not support or condone Chris Pratt. No. So because Fabian forces me to watch all these YouTube videos that break down this goddamn movie like 12 times, some of the major criticisms that I've seen, n- none of them feature the fact that this, you know, was touted as like a film that could be gay. <laughs> Um, and didn't really deliver on that. A lot of them focused on the fact that, like, Gore the God Butcher doesn't do a lot of God Butchering on screen. Um, and apparently there were, like, deleted scenes with, like, Lena Headey and Peter Dinklage and a few other people that were, like, gods that were involved in, like, Gore the God Butcher butchering them. And we didn't get to see that at all. <laughs> yeah, I was a little disappointed because I was looking forward to some Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Yeah. Because I, I love his character, but I appreciate the movie not being three hours long. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. They never really call him Gore the God Butcher. They just call him Gore. In the comics, he's the God Butcher. That's true. I understand why they didn't show that, because they're probably wanting to hold something off so you'll buy the damn DVD. You're right? so right. <laughs> You're so right. Yes. <laughs> One, because of capitalism, and two, I think to cut the runtime a little shorter. Yeah. There is no reason for a movie to be three hours long, y'all. I will stand by this. But it would have been cool to see them, maybe if there was, like, a montage of God butchering. Yes. Set to some funky music. Yeah, to set to, like, you know, some dad rock thing, some Guns N' Roses song, like. Yeah. Or actually, no, no, no. Set to Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. <laughs> Or everybody bites the dust. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. And another one now. And another one now. I can literally see that in my head. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they should have just done a really quick montage. Yeah, because I mean, they did show a lot of the gods like already dead, but yeah. not the active like gore being there. Yeah. So most of the gods in this movie are in like a pantheon in a magic city. That is ruled by Zeus, who is Russell Crowe doing a Greek accent. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, it was bad, but was at cringy. least at least it wasn't a British accent. Yes. Don't you fucking hate that? Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> this god, this Greek god has a British accent. Like, okay. Do you remember the awful fucking movie Pompeii featuring Kit Harington of Jon Snow fame? No. Did they all have British accents? They all had British accents in Pompeii. (laughs) So realistic. Anyways, I did not even recognize Russell Crowe in this movie. (laughs) I thought, 
I don't know who the actor is that plays Robert Baratheon, but I thought it was him. <laughs> wow, that would have been a real Game of Thrones reunion if Lena Headey and Peter Dinklage were not cut from the movie and he was in it. And I lean over and I tell Fabian that. He's like, no, babe, that's Russell Crowe. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. He's just old and chunky now. I mean, that's what the role literally called for. Yeah. I mean, he did a good job. I hated him. That's what, you know, the role was, so. I know that the the god pantheon thing, it's not literally called a pantheon, but y'all know what I mean. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, all these fucking Marvel YouTube shows are gonna go apeshit about who's there. Frame by frame, baby. Yeah. What gods are there? Which ones are missing? I was like, this is going to make them the next two months worth of ad revenue on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. I just saw this god in Thor Love and Thunder, and that will tell us the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I see it now. Taika Waititi should have called us because we have such great ideas for improvement. We do. We really do. You know what I also wanted to? Hmm. A Thor, Jane, and Valkyrie threesome. (laughs) Okay. They were, like, alluding to that, right? I'm not crazy? I thought that the movie was going to end with Valkyrie and Jane being together. I could see that, too, yeah. They were leaning into the gal pals. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been so nice. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Just something really fresh. Something that... I think actually would have created a fuck ton of buzz is if they actually did do an OT3. That would have really meant something. I mean, like, I appreciate the building upon Korg's character. I really do. But the fact that he's not like a humanoid creature kind of, it almost cheapens it in a way. And I just wish it would have doubled down and like, I swear to God, if anyone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe said the word bisexual, I would lose my fucking mind. Like, just say it. I don't know why it's such like a taboo word to say. Describes the concept of bisexuality. You know, there's just no word for it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like to put a label on it. Like, put the label on it, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Yeah, that's a nuanced topic, but... As two bisexuals, yes. I'd rather people just say that they are bisexual. It feels like every fucking show nowadays is like, I am fluid and I don't believe in labels or relationships. And I just do what I do. And I'm like, then why don't you just say that you're bisexual? (laughs) Yeah, we're tired. We're weary (laughs) of bisexuality being represented but not labeled. I feel like bisexuals are represented as this. Like, number one is, like, the hedonist. And they're constantly fucking and sucking. (laughs) (laughs) Sucking and fucking and fucking and sucking. (laughs) Yeah. And they will fuck anyone and any human or humanoid. And then there's the sneaky bisexual. So Mm -hmm. someone who you don't know is queer and then they reveal that they're queer and suddenly they're evil (laughs) yeah very dastardly and sneaky there's also the the fluid person that like never dates anyone yeah yeah like they're afraid of the bisexual that's afraid of commitment right so we're tired (laughs) 
in summary. We're very um, tired. <laughs> but I did really like Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, I think the like tongue in cheek of the girl's name being love was a little like, ooh, okay. <laughs> for me. <I> know. <laughs> but it was cute at the end, so uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, did I enjoy this more than I enjoyed Ragnarok? And I feel like I enjoyed Ragnarok in a completely separate and different way. Yeah. But overall, I think I enjoyed it more because I thought it was funnier. Yeah, I liked Ragnarok more in retrospect. I mean, it had Loki, who is like my favorite Marvel character, and I'm sure that is affecting my judgment. Right. But... Hemsworth and Hiddleston have such great chemistry, you know? I just, yeah. it was missing that. I'm not saying that his chemistry with, you know, Tessa Thompson and Natalie Portman is off. It's not, it's just different. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I didn't like Thor 4, because I did. But I felt like maybe they should have developed the relationship between Valkyrie and Jane more. Because mm-hmm. it's all, like, off screen. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this movie had less of a strong plot line than Ragnarok. Also, mm-hmm. I think with where Marvel is in its like development right now, I mean, Thor Ragnarok was in the lead up to Endgame, right? So they had a clear like destination. This movie doesn't really have a clear destination from what I can tell. Like they end with a strong like there's going to be another movie, but like Gore the God Butcher could have been interchangeable with any other villain. And I feel like the storyline with Jane was like, yes, pulling from the first Thor movie. But I feel like it's been so long since then that like the impact of like, oh, Jane's back is like kind of waned. That's how I feel about it. I feel like it just wasn't as strong of a movie uh, plot wise. I loved their relationship montage, especially when they're rollerblading together. That's fucking hilarious. But that's not enough. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I really enjoyed Christian Bale's performance as Gore. I felt that it was really nuanced. And you actually spend a lot of time getting to know him. The whole opening sequence is about him. Right. But I love just an evil, cunty bitch. And that's what Hela was. She was just like, bitch, I'm evil. Yeah. (laughs) I have no redeeming qualities. Except that she's hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. And she has a nice hat. (laughs) Yeah. But I still, to this day, quote, behold my stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like, to this day. I think it was good. Not great. All right. So I guess we'll do our rankings, right? Yeah, let's do the rankings. What would you rank the movie on a score from one to five for the acting? I'm gonna rate it a four. I think that Chris Hemsworth did a really good job in this movie. I feel like nobody was really lacking necessarily in their acting chops. I think uh, maybe some scenes were cut where relationships could have been developed more, like you were just talking about, Emily. But overall, I think everyone did a solid job with acting. I'm going to give it a four as well. I thought everyone did pretty good. The comedic timing was really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Props to Chris Hemsworth. Like, props to you, Mama. You are a really good comedic actor, and I feel like people don't employ you for that enough. Mm -hmm. He's always employed as, like, the himbo jock, but I feel like he really is truly funny. And he is a really good voice actor. Yeah. He voices Thor in What If. So on a scale from one to five, 
what would you give the plot? I'm going to give it a three. I did like the plot overall. And after what you talked about with, with Gore, Emily, I, I've retracted my statement that he was interchangeable with other villains. Um, I did like that they developed his backstory, but it just didn't wow me. Yeah, I'm also going to agree with you and go for a three. It just felt like something was missing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Eh. Okay, on a scale from one to five, what would you rank everything else? The costuming, the cinematography, the score, I don't know, the wigs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give that a four as well. I thought like the set design was really interesting and the costuming was really nice, especially like seeing Natalie Portman in the, the Thor outfit was really cool. Um, I also really appreciated that the dark scenes were still able to be seen. Like you could still see things <laughs> like the lighting was good. So um, yeah, I think overall I would give it a four. Also, I like the soundtrack. Yeah, I thought it had a very unique style. So I am going to give that a five. I thought the score and the costuming was really good. I really liked Thor's look with the the jacket and the t-shirt and the boots it's like nostalgic but also current i don't know i was really into it and i love that his long hair is back yeah i love the long hair (laughs) (laughs) okay simple yay or nay do you recommend the movie yes i do i recommend it too if you're a marvel fan you should see it thor is my favorite marvel franchise i don't know what that says about me but <laughs> I think if you're trying to get your friend to watch Marvel stuff, show them the Thor stuff because it's, in my opinion, the best. All right, let's wrap this up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. I'm going to recommend Last Sequence by WJSN. I'm going to recommend Sneakers by Itzy. Thank you so much for listening to this bisexual rambling about Thor 4. <laughs> You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Instagram at Soulmates Podcast. We have a link tree there that links to all of our relevant social media accounts. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Check out some of our videos on YouTube under our channel name, Soulmates Podcast. You can listen to this program pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Wherever you're listening right now, make sure you subscribe, you like, you follow, because we are here every other Friday, barring life circumstances. (laughs) We'll see y'all in two weeks. Bye. Bye.